Hey, welcome. Great to be speaking to you today. My name's Rich and we are three weeks into our new series called Hear and Obey. And I think we're starting to get to grips with this new way of studying the Bible. However, if you're, if you're new, let me let you know what we're doing. So we're trying a new way of looking at the Bible called Discovery Bible Study. And it's used by some of the most successful disciple-making movements around the world. It's an evangelistic tool that helps people with little or no prior Bible knowledge to hear from God and to obey, not just understand what they read. That's the idea. So what we're going to do is we're going to read a Bible passage. Today we're in Luke 6. So if you want to grab your Bibles, there's a couple of moments. Uh, that's where we're going to be in Luke 6. And we're going to read the passage twice. I'm going to read it and then someone else is going to read it. And then you'll retell the story in your own words from what you can remember. So if you're in a group, others can help out. If someone gets stuck, that's totally fine. Um, and if you're on your own right now, there's actually going to be a link in the chat to a Zoom call where I'm going to be waiting. So I'd really like your company. If you want to come and join me and we can do this together, I think it's more fun to do it with others. So here are the four questions that we're going to ask. The first one is this. What does this passage tell us about God? The second one, what does this passage tell us about people? And then after that, we're going to ask, what are we going to do as a result of reading this story? And then lastly, who are we going to tell this story to? Who are we going to tell this story to? Christian or non-Christian, who in your life needs to hear this story? But before I start, I wanted to give us a chance just to catch up with how we did last week. Uh, before you go into your breakout groups. How did you get on with what you said you would do? But I actually have a short confession and hopefully an encouragement. I've actually found choosing a person to share this with quite a challenging part. Uh, partly because I think a lot of my relationships with my non-Christian friends and, and people in my life are in quite the early stages. And as I've prayed, like, God, who should I share with this with? I haven't exactly had a name come to mind. And to be honest, the other week I felt slightly disheartened. Um, I didn't have a name. And I, I, like I wanted to do what we were being asked to do, uh, but I didn't know who to share it with. So instead, I prayed, God, would you bring someone into my life who I don't yet know the name of, someone who's maybe outside of my known circle of friends, relationships. Bring someone into my path this week who I can share this with. God, lead me to someone or someone to me who needs to hear this story. And guess what? He did. I know, like, surprise, surprise. I don't know why I'm acting surprised. Of course he did. Of course he did. This is what God does. So I was walking in the city centre to get my watch battery fixed, replaced. And as I was walking up to Timpson's, uh, there was a lady just outside selling the big issue. She gestured in my direction and, you know, I, I kind of smiled and shook my head. You know, I was on the way to get my watch battery fixed. So I kind of walked past her, smiled and went. And then the guy told me when I gave him the watch, he was like, this is going to take about 20 minutes. So I think, okay, what am I going to do with 20 minutes? You know, I could go and kill some time, peruse the shops. And then I just felt prompted by God to turn around, to turn around and to go and talk to the big issue lady. And if I'm honest, immediately my heart starts beating faster. I haven't actually done this in a while, to be honest. And that, not, not just because of COVID, like talking to strangers and, you know, all that. But I just, I just haven't actually done this in a while. Just done what I'm 
gone and talked to somebody about God, told a stranger, just took a chance in that way. And, uh, and immediately I start thinking, what about if she gets offended? What about if I get rejected? Uh, what if I can't remember the story properly? So I pause for a second. I think, actually, I think I can recall the broad brushstrokes of the story. I then pray a quick prayer. God, help me. God, make me bold. God, use this 20 minutes. Heart's still going fast. I walk over to her. And I don't know why, but the first thing I thought to say is as she kind of gestured for the second time with the big issue, I said, how, how much is it? She says, three quid, three pounds. I said, how much? Because in my head, I'm like, this thing's a pound, three pounds. I very quickly remembered why I was there to encourage this lady not to give her grief about the rising price of the big issue. So I got my three pounds out my wallet. And I brought one from her and I then said, I'm actually a Christian. I follow Jesus. Would you mind if I told you a short story? She nodded politely. I prayed once more, like, God, help me remember this thing in my head. And then I proceeded to tell her the story about how Jesus fed the 5,000. And I ended with the story with, I said, this tells me that God cares about not just our spiritual needs, but also our physical needs. She goes on to tell me that she's from Romania. She's been in Leeds four years. She has a five-month-old baby who she's trying to feed. She, her, some of her family are Eastern Orthodox Christian. And then she said, I, I think God has brought you to me today to tell me this story, to encourage me. Thank you. And I asked her, I said, um, would you mind if I pray for you? And we prayed, both of us, in the middle of this busy ball lane street. I prayed that she would know God as her provider. And then I went and picked up my watch battery and we parted ways. And to be honest, I was buzzing. Like I was, it was exhilarating. And I share that story, not because I want you to think, oh, Rich, Rich nailed it. You know, as I said, like it's a, it was a rare occasion. I hope it's not going to be as rare in the future. I feel encouraged by it. But I, I even almost talked myself out of it on the way to doing it. So it's not about me getting it right. But I wanted to share it because if we ask God to lead us to people, to put people in our paths, to give us opportunities to share these stories with, if we stay ready, if we're intentional with it, like who knows the impact that it could have. I started off by being disheartened that I didn't have a name. And then I had the most exhilarating, exciting, encouraging interaction with a stranger as I got to share this story. And I'm hoping that there'll be many more. So listen, let's take a little moment now to reflect on what we did as a result of hearing last week's story. Did you get to share it with anyone? Um, let's take two minutes now to have that conversation. And this is the moment that if you want to join me on the Zoom call, click the link, I'll be there. We're going to take a couple of minutes to do this. We're asking, did you do what you said you'd do? And did you share the passage with anyone? Thanks. Hey, welcome back. So we're now going to have the passage read twice. I'm going to read it and then Lydia is going to read it in a different version. And then we're going to be back into our breakout groups and two people are going to attempt to retell the story in their own words. So I'm going to read it, Lydia's going to read it and we're going to be back in our breakout groups. Here we go. 
So we're reading from Luke 6, 17 to 23. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, Jerusalem and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples he said, Blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. Luke 6 verses 17 to 23. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the sea coasts of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy, yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. Well, well done. We're now going to have four minutes to answer these two questions. What does this story tell us about God? And what does this story tell us about people? Try and stick to the passage and use the chat function to share whatever you're learning. I know it's a massive encouragement just as we get to read different people's insights. So back into breakout groups, four minutes. What does this passage tell us about God? And what does this passage tell you about people? Well, I hope that was encouraging. Here's a few things that particularly stood out to me. What does it tell us about God? Well, it tells us tells me that God loves to heal people. Verse 18. It tells us that Jesus always draws a crowd. Verse 17, that people had come from all over Jerusalem and Judea, but also from as far as Tyre and Sidon. And that would have been known as more of a Gentile area. So shows us that Jesus doesn't show partiality, favoritism, that he doesn't prioritize some over others. Tells me that God's powerful and compassionate, verse 19. Tells me that God's posture towards us is blessing. And verse 20, 23. Tells us that God cares for the poor, verse 20. 
that God wants to satisfy our deepest needs, not just our earthly needs, verse 21. And that God cares for the weeping, the hurting, the insulted, and the rejected, in verse 22. Tells me in verse 23 that God has a reward for us waiting in heaven. What does it tell me about people? Well, people are drawn to Jesus all the time. He, people believe that he can heal and that he actually did heal. Verse 17 and 18. Tells me that things also aren't always as they seem. That people's spiritual reality can be different from their perceived earthly reality. In verses 20 and 22. That on the outside to the world, some people might look like they're, they're lacking. But if God is with them, then they have all that they need. It points to the upside down nature of the kingdom of God. It tells us that there is blessing to be enjoyed now, present blessing in verse 20, but that there's also some blessing that's to be enjoyed in its fullness in the future in verse 23. And it tells us that people will hate, will exclude, will insult us because of Jesus, that we shouldn't be surprised when that happens in verse 22, but rather we should be comforted because that's how they treated those who have gone before us. And we should rejoice because we have a great reward waiting for us. Verse 23. So, I hope this has been an encouragement to you this week. I'm aware that we're placing an emphasis on just who are we telling this story to, to bless and encourage. But I wanted to say right now that it's important that if you're struggling this morning, that you give a moment for this story to minister to you first. You know, we can't give out of an empty cup. And if you feel empty this morning, if you feel like you're struggling, if you feel isolated or insulted or rejected, know that there is a day when you will leap for joy, that you have a sure hope in Jesus, your saviour. You're not forgotten. He has a reward for you in heaven. He remembers you. And he wants to satisfy you even now. Well, I really do believe that. If you are hungry for him, that he wants to draw near to you even now by the power of his Holy Spirit. So, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to transition to answer our last couple of questions. What will you do as a result of reading this passage? So take a moment. Ask God, what do you want me to do with what I've just heard? Like, What does obedience look like this week? Maybe you want to ask God to give you faith to pray for healing, just as Jesus did. Uh, maybe you want to focus on a group of people in our city or around the world who are, who are suffering because of their faith, maybe. People who need to know the truths in today's passage and take a moment every day to pray for them. And the last question, who will you share this story with? Maybe you have a friend who's in a season of, of weeping, who's in a season of mourning, who's in a season of loss. And why not pick a time this week just to draw alongside them, to encourage them that there's a day coming, a day of rejoicing coming, that God is with them. Or if no specific person is coming to mind, then ask God, why not ask God every day this week, that bring me to someone or someone to me. Give me an opportunity to share this with somebody who needs to hear it. So four minutes now to answer these final two questions. What will you do as a result of here reading this passage? And who can you share this story with.
Well, thanks for joining me this morning to study this passage. Let's pray that God uses it to encourage us this week, but also many other people transform many lives in our city this week. Um, As I was praying earlier, I actually had a picture, had a picture of a map. And on this map is actually a map of Leeds. There were lots of light bulbs and all these light bulbs were being turned on all over our city. And as I asked God, like what that picture was all about, I felt like he said that those are the people who are waiting to hear and that as these light bulbs are being turned on, it's God filling people's lives with his light and his love. So I want to pray that for us now. I want to pray that we would receive the encouragement in this text, that we would receive and know him close, but also that we'd be reminded that there are people waiting to hear. And Lord God, he would embolden us as we go out and share it. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, I thank you that we have a story to tell. Lord, I thank you that you have um, given us good news, that we have received your good news, your salvation, that all you have for us. And Lord, we have something to pass on to others. Lord, I pray for those in our lives who need to hear this story. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bring people to mind, names to mind who need to hear this story. Lord, I pray for others that you would bring people into their paths, that we would take opportunities to share the good news. The fact that you are a healer, God, the fact that you come alongside, draw alongside those who are struggling and isolated and rejected. Thank you, Jesus, that we have good news. We have a God who is for us, not against us. And Lord, we want to share it with many, many others in our city. So Lord, embolden us, empower us, give us what we need this week. We worship you. You're a good God. In your name we pray. Amen.